Welcome to Therapy is for Everyone. In this podcast, Grace and Vargo will be discussing varying topics about therapy. Listen in and let's remove the stereotype around therapy. In this episode, Grace Ann will be sitting down with Kate Hightower, a licensed therapist with the Restoring Hope Counseling, to discuss the importance of therapy. Hey, y'all. First of all, I'm so glad you're here. My name is Grace Ann Vargo. I'm a senior in college and a mental health and therapy advocate. I hope that you find this podcast encouraging and enlightening as we dive deep into how therapy can be helpful in all areas of life. Today, I'm joined by Kate Hightower, a licensed therapist with a Restored Hope Counseling. Kate, can you tell me a little bit about yourself and your academic journey in order to get started in this line of work? Absolutely. So I um, actually got my undergrad in marketing which obviously is different from what I'm doing now. But I knew going into college that I wanted to help and nurture people, and I had that desire. So started out in nursing, found out really quickly that that avenue was not through physically helping people for me. Mm-hmm. Um, switched to marketing because I felt like that was a good launching pad for just being in the realm of people, communicating with people, being able to, to help people. Mm-hmm. Um, but even felt like throughout that that academic experience, it wasn't really fulfilling what I was passionate about. And so I actually discovered through um, a job opportunity I had my senior year before college, um, excuse me, the summer before my senior year of college, where I was in a mentorship role and I got to do sort of similar to lay counseling with young women. Um, And that just sparked a passion in me. And I was like, you know what, whatever this is, whatever this job is, if there's a job for this, I want to do this. Got back, entered my senior year of college, still a marketing major, but just started researching a little bit more about counseling and previously Mm -hmm. hadn't hadn't even had experience for myself in counseling. So was really unfamiliar with what counseling was and that whole world. But um, got the opportunity to speak to several counselors and was able to learn more about their job and then had a counselor look at me and say, hey, I think you need to be a counselor. And I was like, <laughs> all right, good enough for me. So yeah. went home, um, was wrapping up my senior year of college and applied for grad school. So I do have my undergrad in marketing from Anderson University and then really went straight into my master's degree mm-hmm. um, with Liberty University. Yeah. So just finished that up in 2021. That's awesome. Well, that all sounds so amazing. What a journey you've yes. been on. Um, I'm so glad that you're here. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking time to sit down and talk with me about therapy. Um, let's go ahead and dive into the discussion because we've honestly got a lot to discuss. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so the first question I have for you is what is therapy? So therapy is... Um, in broad terms, generally speaking, essentially the treatment of emotional distress mm-hmm. and mental disorders through what we would call talk therapy. So generally that looks like spending an hour or an hour and a half with an individual counselor, like a licensed professional, and talking through things in a way to treat emotional distress and mental disorders. So again, that looks different depending on the counselor and the place that you go to, but that in a general sense, is what therapy is. That's interesting. I really like that definition. Um, It seems very 
very open mm -hmm. um, to a lot of different things. So I know that you mentioned this in that definition of it being sort of a talk conversational therapy, but you're talking about different kind of heavy things. Um, so describe the process of a therapy session and kind of what might a therapist ask um, to kind of help sort through those emotions um, about a certain situation. Absolutely. I do like to say therapists are also detectives. Um, we mm. do like to ask a lot of questions, and that's kind of a fun part of our job that I personally didn't realize was part of our job. Mm. Um, lots of questions we might ask actually would maybe to um, the one in the, the client in a therapy session might seem unrelated. For example, I like to ask a lot of questions about the physical body because I believe that we are um, whole beings. We are not just our mind. We are not just our emotions. We, we have a body and we have a soul. And so asking questions such as, hey, like, what did your body feel when you just described that emotion to me? What did your body feel during this experience? What, what happened to your physical body in this moment? Um, or questions even such simple as how much sleep do you get at night and how much water are you drinking? Um, we do, especially at the practice that I'm at, we're a faith-based practice, and that's something that I love to integrate into counseling as clients mm. are willing is, hey, where is God in that for you? What, is, what role does faith have to play into that? Um, so certainly there is a lot of question asking. The therapy session is largely guided by the client, and where does the client want to go? So asking, um, I always start out my session with, what's on your mind today? What do you want to talk mm. about today? And letting the client lead and then going off of them and saying, you know what, okay, it seems like this is where we're at and this is what's on your mind. Let's talk further about that. Mm -hmm. But it is a very um, detective and curiosity-oriented role as well. Yeah, That's very interesting. I never really realized that until you said it, but now that you've said it, it makes so much sense. <laughs> like that just really clicked for me about mm -hmm. therapy, which is really interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, so what are the pros of con pros and cons of being in therapy? For the client, like for a client yes. being in therapy? Okay. Yes. Um, the first pro that comes to my mind is just the power of the therapeutic relationship. Mm -hmm. So we are, we are all individual beings, but we are not created to live isolated and individually. And so the presence of someone with you for an hour or an hour and a half that sees you and hears you and has you have their undivided attention is incredibly powerful mm -hmm. um that really is the backbone of therapy and that's the the most important part of therapy is is being able to be seen and be heard and that alone is incredibly beneficial and therapeutic for a client so I would say that is a tremendous benefit of therapy is, is whether or not you have that built into the natural structure of your life. Some people have natural supportive people in their life such as that, but a lot of us don't. And so being able to go to a place and have someone look at you in the face and make eye contact with you and say, I hear you and I see you is incredibly powerful. Um, I do think therapy also just provides tremendous insight into yourself again mm -hmm. to have someone walk alongside with you and point out things be curious and be investigative and say hey I noticed this about yourself that your mind works this way or your body seems to respond this way let's talk more about that I think it can help provide 
insight so the client is then equipped to say, okay, based on the way that I think or I respond, this this is how I can make healthy choices. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, I mean, it's hard to know that when we are walking by ourselves. Yeah. So I think those are probably the biggest off the top of my head that I can think of. Um, Interesting. Yeah. As far as cons, and I I would um, like to reframe that word to maybe challenges, because I think cons can have a negative connotation for therapy. Um, But therapy is hard. There are challenges with therapy. I mean, practically, it's a cost, right? Like it's a service. And Mm -hmm. so you have to be committed to financially being ready to to enter into that. Um, There is an obvious time commitment. We live in a culture where instant gratification is is our practice and our thing and, and counseling is very much against that. You cannot, it is an, it is not a, um, one time fix it all. It's not. And so, um, being willing to be committed to a lengthy process, it can be challenging. Um, and also, I mean, just the idea of you are sitting with someone who is asking very probing questions that can be very uncomfortable and take you to places that maybe feel really uncomfortable or scary or hard, places that are necessary, but that can create emotional distress. And so I think the challenge of honestly just having the courage to say I'm willing to be vulnerable and I'm willing to go to places that don't feel good and that are hard in order to work through that, that can be a huge challenge. Yeah, that's interesting. As someone who has personally gone to some emotionally distressing places in my own therapy sessions and having recently come on the other side of it whereas I don't see it as emotionally distressing anymore it's definitely interesting like going there and being that vulnerable and kind of being that brave and then just like seeing the fruit of that Mm. um and I also really liked how you reframed con to be challenges Mm. because it can have a negative connotation which is true Mm -hmm. um through the grapevine of me and my friends talking about therapy and just different people in my life talking about therapy, um, I've definitely kind of found that there's a stigma around it, um, that you can only do therapy if you've been through something really traumatic or, like, only war veterans can do therapy, Mm -hmm. which is so not true. (laughs) So how can we break down the stigma that there is around therapy? Mm. That is a good question. Um, I don't know that I know the answer to that. I think it's through a lot of little things. Mm-hmm. Um, just maybe embracing vulnerability and being willing to, I love how you said, be brave. That is such a huge part of counseling is to have courage and be brave, um, not just to open up to your counselor, but but to embrace the process of counseling and whatever that means for you personally. Um, I don't know if you've heard of the tagline that therapists have therapists, but Mm. that is true. Therapists have therapists. And I think a lot of people think, well, therapy is only for the broken, but here's the reality. We're all broken. And I think if we are living in denial that we are weak, we are not embracing our full humanness Mm -hmm. to be, to be human is to be weak. And so therapists are not above that. That's something that we all have in common. But I think being brave and having the courage to say, yes, I am weak and I can embrace that. And therefore, I'm, I'm willing to go ask for help from someone that also has their own therapist, yeah. <laughs> I think is, is huge. I think as a culture, um, a way that we can embrace that is just being vulnerable and, and not not wrapping therapy and the idea of therapy or counseling with negative connotations, but, but even using our words to speak um, positivity and life into hey, therapy is good and 
Um, there's nothing wrong with therapy. There's nothing wrong with being weak. Um, it's a part of our human nature, and there's actually a strength and a, a huge, again, step in courage and saying, yeah, I do go to therapy. I think that, mm-hmm. that that is a strong person who can say that. Yeah, that's interesting. I really love that therapists have therapists mm-hmm. saying that really just brings the humanness kind of back to mm-hmm. that conversation about therapy and that it's okay to go to therapy mm-hmm. <laughs> and like yeah. sometimes it's really okay to not be okay absolutely. <laughs> absolutely like we all need to kind of have a moment and we all need to have someone there for us to kind of help us sort right. through our emotions um later we'll talk on the podcast um in future episodes kind of about therapy and the brain and mm-hmm. our emotions and just how big everything is mm-hmm. um but has there been a similar situation that you've come in contact with um just as a therapist yourself um that you find like could help when we do have those big emotions and kind of get really anxious about therapy mm. um so how to maybe be more comfortable with the process yes. of therapy? Yes. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, I think there's there's going to be a moment where you have to jump the hurdle and say, okay, I'm willing to go, mm-hmm. <laughs> which mm-hmm. is, I think, unfortunately, there's not much um, that we can sometimes do to make that more comfortable than just bucking up and having that courage and saying, I'm willing to embrace that. This is a good step for me. Mm-hmm. Um, surrounding yourself with people who have a positive view in therapy is helpful. People that can support and encourage you and say, this is a good thing. This is helpful. Finding a good fit as, for a counselor is also a huge part of the counseling process. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to tell my clients when we have our first sessions together that, that counseling is like trying on shoes. You may be one size mm-hmm. of shoe, but that doesn't mean that every shoe you try on is going to fit in that size. And therapy is the same. It's important that you find a good therapist that fits with you. And because we as therapists are not perfect people, we're not going to fit with every client that walks in the door, and that's okay. And so finding a therapist that you feel comfortable with, that feels like a good fit, that that can bear with you as you walk through emotionally challenging times, helps give you the courage to walk in, even though it might be a little bit scary, and say, you know what, this is going to be okay because I feel comfortable with this therapist. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, So what advice would you give to someone who went to therapy, stopped therapy for a time being, but now recently may feel like they need to start it again? Does therapy ever stop? Should therapy ever stop? Good question. (laughs) Um, That's a hard one. It is so situational. Mm-hmm. Um, some people are in therapy for life, and I don't think that that's, I don't think that there is a right or a wrong answer to this question. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'll give a few different situations. I think that for the nature of some people's experiences or their preferences, even therapy is something that is continued lifelong. Um, I think the goal with therapy is that we as we as counselors, I as a counselor, would love to help equip my clients so that they can go forth and live independently with the tools that I've equipped them with to be healthy and make healthy choices. So that would be mm-hmm. my goal is to say for a specific amount of time, let's meet and let's talk, and then you'll be equipped and you'll go forth, and um, and then if need be, come back in. Um, 
so I think certainly the goal is, is again, in some situations, for clients to come in and only experience counseling for a set amount of time and then independently go forth. But again, I would say there's no right or wrong. There's certainly nothing wrong with coming coming back into counseling for a season and saying, hey, you know, mm-hmm. I had this experience. This fr- got brought back up for me. I'd like to just revisit this. Um, and that's certainly an okay thing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So two final questions. Um, I recently, I've, me and a friend of mine have also been kind of asking this question to ourselves. Um, and it kind of goes along with the previous question. Um, but if a client came to, or if just a person came to you and said, do I really need therapy? How would you answer that question? Um, I would want to investigate. I would ask more questions mm-hmm. <laughs> and be an investigator. Um, and maybe probe a little bit and figure out what, what makes them ask that question. Where, where are they coming from? Because, again, I am an advocate for we all need therapy at some point in our lives or another. And so I would never want to turn someone away from therapy if they're asking for it. Mm -hmm. Um, But assessing, you know, what makes you feel like you need therapy at this moment. Is there something that is a a trauma that would certainly say, yeah, let's get someone to walk alongside you when you're dealing with that? Or... um, or maybe do we just need some assurance? Do we need some some short, quick direction? Um, but I would have to answer that, which I know is a vague answer, by, by <laughs> saying I would ask more questions and I would figure yeah. out where they're coming from. That's really interesting. Um, so I know I said two more questions, but I have another question before I ask Absolutely. the final question. <laughs> that, kind of go, that kind of goes along with that, do I really need therapy question. Mm. Um, so I feel like um, in situations when I've encountered people asking that question, um, it's kind of come from this place of pull yourself up by your bootstraps and do it on your own. Um, so in a world that's centered around us doing things all on our own and, you know, you doing you, um, how can the help of a licensed therapist be beneficial? Mm. Again, I would go back to what I mentioned earlier and saying, mm-hmm. are we able to embrace the humanness that we bear mm-hmm. and acknowledge that we are, as humans, are weak, and that's not a bad thing. That's an inherent part of our human nature. Mm-hmm. We also, as humans, are not made to live in isolation. We're not made to do things completely on our own and figure everything out on our own. Mm-hmm. And so if we can embrace this question from that view, um, I would say then it then seems illogical to say, yes, let me pull myself up by my bootstraps. I think if we can say, you know what, I, because I'm a human, I encounter things that are hard and I'm weak and I'm broken. That's not a bad thing. It's a part of my human nature. So is everybody else on this point. So is my therapist. And so when we can look at therapy as not, I'm this messed up person coming to this person that has it all together, because again, therapists need therapists. We don't have it all together. Um, But I'm going because I need someone to bear with me and walk alongside with me and say, I'm here with you in the mess, and I'm here with you in the brokenness and the weakness, and you don't have to have it together. And to have someone remind you of your, your humanness and say, hey, I'm there too, I'm with you. Here's how we can feel better. Here's how we can move forward. Um, I would say that's an important part of maybe 
um, dismissing the idea that it's 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 not maybe the healthy. And I would say too, like, is it really the healthiest to say, let me pull myself up by my bootstraps and just mm. keep going? Because that attitude, I think, launches us further into isolation rather than saying, I don't have this together and therefore I'm human. And so let me just mm-hmm. acknowledge that and, and get some help. I think looking at, I mean, practically, like which one is actually more helpful for you? Mm. Yeah, I love that. So last question. <laughs> um, what advice would you give to someone who wants to start therapy? I would say research, um, figure out, look up practices around your area, figure out what, what you're looking for. Again, it is important to have a good fit with your therapist. And so mm-hmm. most places I know our practice have all of our therapist bios up on our website and you can read about the therapist and you can look at their picture and say, hey, is this someone that I would feel comfortable talking to? Obviously, you're not going to know that totally from a website, but it's important to, to look and to say, okay, do I want a male or a female therapist? Do I want an older or younger therapist? Some therapists are licensed in specific things. Some therapists aren't. Um, and to go ahead and help yourself out a little bit on the front end and do some research in that. Um, I would also say just being honest with your whoever is your support group, your people around you, whether it's your parents, your family, your friends, and being honest with them that this is a journey that I'm about to start on because counseling is a journey. And Mm -hmm. asking, just being honest and saying, hey, I'm thinking of doing this. Um, And and letting them encourage you and support you and say, how can we help you get there? What do we need to do to encourage you as you you go on this journey? Um, And then as we talked about earlier, just taking the brave step and going and, mm. and being willing to enter into that vulnerable space. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, that's all the discussion I have for you today. So thank you so much, Kate, for talking to me. I know that this conversation was very insightful for me, and I really hope that all you listeners out there agree. Um, thank you all for listening. I hope, Kate, that you have a great rest of your day, and I hope that you listeners have a great day, and I'll talk to you all soon. You are listening to Therapy is for Everyone. If you want to join in on the conversation, you can send any questions to gvargo123 at andersonuniversity.edu. Please leave a review and rating as this helps others find the show. Join me next time as I sit down with Dr. Slaughter, the Department Chair of Behavioral Science and Professor of Psychology at Anderson University, to talk about therapy and the brain.